Act Five of Edward the Second. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Edward the Second by Christopher Marlowe. Act Five. Scene Two. The Royal Palace, London. Enter the Queen and Mortimer Junior. Fair Isabel, now have we our desire. The proud corruptors of the light-brained king have done their homage to the lofty gallows, and he himself lies in captivity. Be ruled by me, and we will rule the realm. In any case, take heed of childish fear, for now we hold an old wolf by the ears that, if he slip, will seize upon us both and gripe the sorer, being gripped himself. Think, therefore, madam, that imports us much to erect your son with all the speed we may, and that I be protector over him, for our behoof will bear the greater sway when as a king's name shall be underwrit. Sweet Mortimer, the life of Isabel, be thou persuaded that I love thee well, and therefore, so the prince my son be safe, whom I esteem as dear as these mine eyes, conclude against his father what thou wilt, and I myself will willingly subscribe. First would I hear news he were deposed, and then let me alone to handle him. Enter messenger. Letters? From whence? From Killingworth, my lord. How fares my lord the king? In health, madam, but full of pensiveness. Alas, poor soul, would I could ease his grief. Enter the bishop of Winchester with the crown. Thanks, gentle Winchester. To the messenger. Sirrah, be gone. Exit, messenger. The king hath willingly resigned his crown. Oh, happy news! Send for the prince, my son. Father, ere this letter was sealed, Lord Barclay came, so that he now is gone from Killingworth. And we have heard that Edmund laid a plot to set his brother free. No more but so. The lord of Barclay is so pitiful as Lester that had charge of him before. Then let some other be his guardian. Let me alone. Here is the privy seal. Exit to the bishop of Winchester. Who's there? Call hither Gurney and Matravis. Two attendants within. To dash the heavy-headed Edmund's drift, Barclay shall be discharged, the king removed, and none but we shall know where he lieth. But Mortimer, as long as he survives, what safety rests for us, or for my son? Speak. Shall he presently be dispatched and die? I would he were, so it were not by my means. Enter Matravis and Gurney. Enough. Matravis, write a letter presently unto the Lord of Barclay from ourself, that he resign the king to thee and Gurney, and when tis done we will subscribe our name. It shall be done, my lord. Writes. Gurney. My lord. As thou intendest to rise by Mortimer, who now makes fortune's wheel turn as he please, seek all the means thou canst to make him droop, and neither give him kind word nor good look. I warrant you, my lord. And this above the rest, because we hear that Edmund casts to work his liberty, remove him still from place to place by night, till at the last he come to Killingworth, and then from thence to Barclay back again, and by the way to make him fret the more, speak cursedly to him. And in any case, let no man confront him if he chance to weep, but amplify his grief with bitter words. Fear not, my lord, we'll do as you command. So now away, post thitherwards amain. 
Whither goes this letter? To my lord the king? Commend me humbly to his majesty, and tell him that I labour all in vain to ease his grief and work his liberty, and bear him this as witness of my love. Gives a ring. I will, madam. Exit with Gurney. Finely dissembled. Do so still, sweet queen. Here comes the young prince with the Earl of Kent. Something he whispers in his childish ears. If he have such access unto the prince, our plots and stratagems will soon be dashed. Use Edmund friendly as if all were well. Enter Prince Edward and Kent talking with him. How fares my honourable lord of Kent? In health, sweet Mortimer, how fares your grace? Well, if my lord your brother were enlarged. I hear of late he hath deposed himself. The more my grief. Aside. Ah, they do dissemble. Sweet son, come hither. I must talk with thee. Thou being his uncle and the next of blood, do not look to be protector over the prince. Not I, my lord. Who should protect the son but she that gave him life? I mean the queen. Mother, persuade me not to wear the crown. Let him be king. I am too young to reign. But be content, seeing it is highness' pleasure. Let me but see him first, and then I will. I do, sweet nephew. Brother, you know it is impossible. Why, is he dead? No, God forbid. I would those words proceeded from your heart. Inconstant Edmund, dost thou favour him, that was a cause of his imprisonment? The more cause have I now to make amends. I tell thee, tis not meet that one so false should come about the person of a prince. My lord, he hath betrayed the king his brother, and therefore trust him not. But he repents and sorrows for it now. Come, son, and go with this gentle lord and me. With you I will, but not with Mortimer. Why, youngling, stainst thou so of Mortimer? Then I will carry thee by force away. Help me, Uncle Kent. Mortimer will wrong me. Brother Edmund, strive not. We are his friends. Isabel is nearer than the Earl of Kent. Sister, Edward is my charge. Redeem him. Edward is my son, and I will keep him. Mortimer shall know that he hath wronged me. Hence will I haste to Killingworth Castle, and rescue aged Edward from his foes, to be revenged on Mortimer and thee. Exeunt on one side the Queen, Prince Edward, and Mortimer, Jr. On the other, Kent. Scene three. Near Kenilworth Castle. Enter Matrevis and Gurney and soldiers, with the king. My lord, be not pensive. We are your friends. Men are ordained to live in misery. Therefore come. Dalliance dangereth our lives. Friends, whither must unhappy Edward go? Will hateful Mortimer appoint no rest? Must I be vexed like the nightly bird, whose sight is loathsome to all winged fowls? When will the fury of his mind assuage? When will his heart be satisfied with blood? If mine will serve, unbowel straight this breast, and give my heart to Isabel and him it is the chiefest mark they level at not so my liege the queen hath given this charge to keep your grace in safety your passions make your dullers to increase this usage makes my misery increase 
but can my air of life continue long when all my senses are annoyed with stench within a dungeon england's king is kept where i am starved for want of sustenance my daily diet is heart-breaking sobs that almost rent the closet of my heart thus lives old edward not relieved by any and so must die though pitied by many <sighs> water gentle friends to cool my thirst and clear my body from foul excrements here's channel water as our charge is given sit down for we'll be barbers to your grace <laughs> traitors away what will you murder me or choke your sovereign with puddle water no but wash your face and shave away your beard lest you be known and so be rescued why strive you thus your labour is in vain the wren may strive against the lion's strength but all in vain so vainly do i strive to seek for mercy at a tyrant's hand they wash him with puddle water and shave his beard away immortal powers that knows the painful cares that waits upon my poor distressed soul oh level all your looks upon these daring men that wrongs their liege and sovereign england's king oh gaveston it is for thee that i am wronged for me both thou and both the spencers died and for your sakes a thousand wrongs i'll take the spencers ghosts wherever they remain wish well to me then tush for them i'll die twixt theirs and yours shall be no enmity come come away now put the torches out we'll enter in by darkness to killingworth enter kent how now who comes there guard the king sure it is the earl of kent oh gentle brother help to rescue me keep them asunder thrust in the king soldiers let me but talk to him one word lay hands upon the earl for this assault lay down your weapons traitors yield the king edmund yield thou thyself or thou shalt die base villains wherefore do you gripe me thus bind him and so convey him to the court where is the court but here here is the king and i will visit him why stay you me the court is where Lord Mortimer remains. Thither shall your honour go, and so farewell. Exeunt Matrevis and Gurney with the king. Oh, miserable is that commonweal where lords keep courts and kings are locked in prison. Wherefore stay we? Answers to the court. Ay, lead me whither you will, even to my death, seeing that my brother cannot be released. Exeunt. Scene four. The Royal Palace. London. Enter Mortimer, Jr. The king must die, or Mortimer goes down. The commons now begin to pity him. 
Yet he that is the cause of Edward's death is sure to pay for it when his son is of age, and therefore will I do it cunningly. This letter, written by a friend of ours, contains his death, yet bids them save his life. Reads. Edwardum occideri nolite temeri bonum est. Fear not to kill the king, tis good he die. But read it thus, and that's another sense. Edwardum occideri nolite temeri bonum est. Kill not the king, tis good to fear the worst. Unpointed as it is, thus shall it go, that being dead, if it chance to be found, Matrevis and the rest may bear the blame, and we be quit that caused it to be done. Within this room is locked the messenger that shall convey it and perform the rest, and by a secret token that he bears, shall he be murdered when the deed is done. Lightborn, come forth! Enter Lightborn. Art thou as resolute as thou wast? What else, my lord? And far more resolute. And hast thou cast how to accomplish it? Ay, ay, and none shall know which way he died. But at his looks, Lightborn, thou wilt relent. Relent? Ha, <laughs> ha. I use much to relent. Well, do it bravely and be secret. You shall not need to give instructions. Tis not the first time I have killed a man. I learned in Naples how to poison flowers. To strangle with a lawn thrust through the throat, to pierce the windpipe with a needle's point, or whilst one is asleep, take a quill and blow a little powder in the ears, or open his mouth and pour quicksilver down. But yet I have a braver way than these. What's that? Nay, thou shalt pardon me. None shall know my tricks. I cannot how it is, so it be not spied. Deliver this to Gurney and Matrevis. Gives letter. At every ten miles' end thou hast a horse. Take this. Gives money. Away, and never see me more. No. No, unless thou bring me news of Edward's death. That I will quickly do. Farewell, my lord. Exit. The prince I rule, the queen do I command, and with a lowly conge to the ground, the proudest lord salute me as I pass. I seal, I cancel, I do what I will. Feared am I more than loved. Let me be feared. And when I frown, make all the court look pale. I view the prince with Aristarchus' eyes, whose looks were as breaching to a boy. They thrust upon me the protectorship, and sue to me for that that I desire, while at the council table, grave enough and not unlike a bashful Puritan, first I complain of imbecility, saying it is onus quam gravissimum, till being interrupted by my friends, Susepi that provinciam, as they term it, and to conclude, I am protector now. Now all is sure, the queen and Mortimer shall rule the realm, the king, and none rule us. Mine enemies will I plague, my friends advance, and what I list command, who dare control? Major sum quam qui posit fortuna nocere, and that this be the coronation day, it pleaseth me, and Isabel, the queen. Trumpets within. The trumpets sound, I must go take my place. Enter the young king, the queen, the bishop of Canterbury, champion and nobles. Long live King Edward, by the grace of God, king of England and lord of Ireland. If any Christian, heathen, Turk, or Jew, dares but affirm that Edward's not true king, and will avouch his saying with the sword, 
I am the champion that will combat him. None comes. Sound trumpets. Trumpets sound. Champion, here's to thee. Gives a purse. Lord Mortimer, now take him to your charge. Enter soldiers with Kent prisoner. What traitor have we there with blades and bills? Aitmund, the Earl of Kent. What has he done? I would have taken the king away perforce, as we were bringing him to Killingworth. Did you attempt his rescue, Edmund? Speak. Mortimer, I did. He is our king, and thou compelst this prince to wear the crown. Strike off his head. He shall have martial law. Strike off my head. Base traitor, I defy thee. My lord, he is my uncle and shall live. My lord, he is your enemy and shall die. Stay, villains. Sweet mother, if I cannot pardon him, entreat my lord protector for his life. Son, be content. I dare not speak a word. Nor I, and yet methinks I should command. But seeing I cannot, I'll entreat for him. My lord, if you will let my uncle live, I will requite it when I come to age. Tis for your highness good and for the realms. How often shall I bid you bear him hence? Art thou king? Must I die at thy command? At our command, once more away with him. Let me but stay and speak. I will not go. Either my brother or his son is king, and none of both them thirst for Edmund's blood, and therefore, soldiers, whither will you ail me? Soldiers hail Kent away to be beheaded. What safety may look at his hands, if that my uncle shall be murdered thus? Fear not, sweet boy. I'll guard thee from thy foes. Had Edmund lived, he would have sought thy death. Come, son, we'll ride a-hunting in the park. And shall my uncle Edmund ride with us? He is a traitor. Think not on him. Come. Exeunt. Scene five. Barclay Castle. Enter Matrevis and Gurney. Gurney, I wonder the king dies not, being in a vault up to the knees in water, to which the channels of the castle run, from whence a damp continually ariseth. That there enough to poison any man, much more a king brought up so tenderly. And so do I, Matrevis. Yesternight I opened but the door to throw him meat, and I was almost stifled with the savour. He hath a body able to endure more than we can inflict. And therefore now let us assail his mind another while. Send for him out thence, and I will anger him. But stay, who's this? Enter Lightborn. My lord protector greets you. Gives letter. What's here? I know not how to conster it. Gurney, it was left unpointed for the nonce. Edwardum oxideri noliti temeri. That's his meaning. Know you this token? I must have the king. Gives token. I. Stay a while, thou shalt have answers straight. Aside. This villain's sent to make away the king. Aside. I thought as much. Aside. And when the murder's done, see how he must be handled for his labor, per eat ista. Let him have the king. What else? Here is the key, this is the lake. Do as you are commanded by my lord. I know what I must do. Get you away. Yet be not far off, I shall need your help. See that in the next room I have a fire, and get me a spit, and let it be red hot. Very well. Need you anything besides? What else? A table and a feather bed. That's all? Aye, aye. So when I call, you bring it in. Fear not you that. Here's a light, to go into the dungeon. Gives a light, and then exit with Matravis. So now must I about this gear... 
ne'er was there any so finely handled as this king shall be Pah, here's a place indeed with all my heart who's there what light is that wherefore comes thou to comfort you and bring you joyful news small comfort finds poor edward in thy looks villain i know thou comest to murder me to murder you my most gracious lord far is it from my heart to do you harm the queen has sent me to see how you were used for she relents at this your misery and what eyes can refrain from shedding tears to see a king in this most piteous state weep'st thou already list awhile to me and then thy heart where it as gurney's is or as matrevis is hewn from the caucasus yet will it melt ere i have done my tale this dungeon where they keep me is the sink wherein the fills of all the castle falls o oh, villains and there in mire and puddle have i stood this ten days space and lest that i should sleep one plays continually upon a drum they give me bread and water being a king so that for want of sleep and sustenance my mind's distempered and my body's numbed and whether i have limbs or no i know not oh would my blood dropped out from every vein as doth this water from my tattered robes <laughs> tell isabel the queen i looked not thus when for her sake i ran at tilt in france and there unhorsed the duke of clarimont oh speak no more my lord this breaks my heart lie on this bed and rest yourself a while these looks of thine can harbour naught but death i see my tragedy written in thy brows yet stay a while forbear thy bloody hand and let me see the stroke before it comes that even then when i shall lose my life my mind may be more steadfast on my god what means your highness to mistrust me thus what means thou to dissemble with me thus these hands were never stained with innocent blood nor shall they now be tainted with a king's forgive my thought for having such a thought one jewel have i left receive thou this giving jewel still fear i and i know not what's the cause but every joint shakes as i give it thee oh if thou harbourst murder in thy heart let this gift change thy mind and save thy soul know that i am a king oh at that name i feel a hell of grief 
Where is my crown? Gone, gone, and do I remain alive? You're all watched, my lord. Lie down and rest. But that grief keeps me waking. I should sleep. For not these ten days have these eyes' lids closed. Now, as I speak, they fall and yet with fear open again. Oh, wherefore sit'st thou here? If you mistrust me, I'll be gone, my lord. No, no, for if thou mean'st to murder me, thou wilt return again, and therefore stay. Sleeps. He sleeps. King Edward, waking. Oh, let me not die yet. Stay, oh, stay a while. How now, my lord? Something still buzzes in mine ears and tells me if I sleep, I never wake. This fear is that which makes me tremble thus, and therefore tell me wherefore art thou come? To rid thee of thy life. Maltravis, come. Enter Matravis and Gurney. I am too weak and feeble to resist. Assist me, sweet God, and receive my soul. Run for the table. How oh, spare me, or dispatch me in a trice. Matravis brings in a table. So, lay the table down and stamp on it, but not too hard, lest you bruise his body. King Edward is murdered. I fear me that this cry will raise the town, and therefore let us take horse and away. Tell me, sirs, was it not bravely done? Excellent well. Take this for thy reward. Gurney stabs Lightborn, who dies. Come, let us cast the body in the moat, and bear the kings to Mortimer our lord. Away. Exeunt with the bodies. <laughs> 